I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for coming back for another episode. What a beautiful day it is right here in Michigan. It's so gorgeous out. Uh, It's been gorgeous for the last, I don't know, two, three weeks now. Uh, We did get a thunderstorm last night, which was really needed, but we didn't get a ton of rain with that thunderstorm which really stinks because we are super dry right now here where I'm at uh, near Lansing, Michigan. And so today's mowing list, actually, we only could do one lawn out of our nine-yard mowing list today, which was really, really stinky. Um, just, Just a little backstory on why we could only do one of the nine is because in the Lansing, Michigan area, there are not a ton of homes that have irrigation. You get into some really high end neighborhoods and there's only a few here in Lansing. And then you get some irrigated lawns, but by and large, the lawns here are not irrigated. And so we run into dry spells, especially this time of year in the summer. Last year, we didn't get a dry out at all. It stayed green the whole year. We mowed the whole year. That was awesome. But that was the first year in my business that we were able to mow all year without without a dry, dry spell. So we've had a two or three week dry spell right now. And we got some rain last night, which was great. We need a heck of a lot more. Uh, We need a lot more rain, but every little bit helps. So I'm not going to complain about it. Um, Thankfully, uh, because I do a lot of prepay billing, I don't do a whole lot of billing after the fact unless uh, my clients have a card on file. So right now I'm billing, I'm getting ready to bill out August. And so August half half of August anyway, is a five week billing cycle. So uh, we have five cuts in August for at least half of the clientele, a little bit over half. So it just reduces that number. uh, So we only get four cuts really out of that. So I don't charge for work that I don't do. So if I don't cut, I don't charge. Uh, I know there are guys out there that charge like a flat rate or something per month and they will charge if they don't cut. Um, I have a few clients like that, but I bake into the total amount. Uh, I, I bake in a few skipped mowings because we do get this dry out almost every year. So, uh, some years I win, most years I win, some years I lose like last year. I lost a little bit, which is fine. It doesn't bother me a bit. So, It is what it is. That's kind of what's going on here in my neck of the woods. Uh, I would love to hear what's going on in your neck of the woods. If you would reach out to me uh, on Facebook Instant Messenger, uh, you can look me up, just Aaron Sutter on Facebook, 
and uh, you can send me an instant message there. I'm not really on Facebook much other than for advertising this podcast, but I do have the instant messenger app on my phone. So I do get those. Uh, I still have my account on Facebook, but I don't, I rarely look at it anymore. Uh, same with Instagram. I have an Instagram account. I rarely check it, but if you want to send me a message there, I will check it periodically. So if you want to send me a message, I will get back to you eventually. Uh, just, you know, send me a message there. Let me know what your weather's like. I know that California is having a drought this year. And so, you know, if you're in California, I feel bad for you. Uh, you know, it just is what it is. We, we are slaves to the weather in this industry for the most part. Uh, some of you guys have irrigation, irrigated lawns and you don't have any watering restrictions or anything like that, which is great. But in California, they're having a drought and they have a lot of water restrictions. So, um, they're kind of suffering there. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is, guys. We, we learn to deal with it. Um, my bank account isn't suffering yet, which is really nice. So, you know, we're, we're still making money. We're still, we're still, uh, grinding away as much as we can. But right now it's 3 PM on a Wednesday. My son and I went out to mow some lawns this morning just to run the route and check the lawns. And we only could do one. So we got back home. We left the house about, about 930 because I knew we were going to be pretty dry out there. And so we left at 930. We got back at 11 and you know, we only mowed one lawn, but we checked nine lawns. So it is what it is. We can't control the weather. And if I could force people to install irrigation systems, I probably would. But you know what? That that just adds a whole new set of problems. I have the customers I do have that have irrigation. I've only got one or two now uh, that actually use their irrigation system. The other, I don't know, seven or eight that have them don't use them. So, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? So anyway, today I was challenged by Tony Rudolph over at the Lawn Care Talk podcast, shout out to Tony, uh, to share my lawn care setup. So I'm going to go through my setup and I hope you enjoy it because it's something that I don't really think about anymore. Uh, I've had the same setup for since 2016, 17, somewhere in there, uh, with the exception of a few things. So I'm going to go over that. Uh, normally I make a video of it, but I didn't make a video this year of that. I haven't made, I've only made one video this year. I just haven't felt it guys. I haven't felt like making a video. So I haven't done it. You know, if I never make another video again, I'd be happy. But if I feel the desire to do it again, I'll do it, you know, but right now I'm just enjoying putting this, these podcasts out, uh, getting to, you know, talk a little bit more. That's what most of my videos are anyway, is just a bunch of talking. So I could record myself working and just talk over them, you know, with this podcast or whatever. But uh, I just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I am really enjoying the podcast thing. So I'm going to keep going with that. We are growing here. Uh, not so much with new listeners, but with listenership. We're not so much with downloads, 
but maybe people aren't downloading the the episodes or just listening because we've had quite a few listens the last few weeks, but not so many downloads. So download the podcast episodes if you would. Don't just listen off of your data because if you do that, I don't get to see your beautiful numbers on who's listening and who's not. They don't track that. So if you would do that, that would be awesome. But that's up to you. Shoot me a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I was going to say iTunes, but Podcasts. I don't know if you can do it on Google Podcasts or not or Stitcher. But if you can, leave us a star rating. If nothing else there, that would be super helpful to get this podcast out there. All right, let's jump into my lawn care setup. All right, we're going to go from the biggest to the smallest because that's what Tony did, and I think that's what I'm going to do too. So, all right, the biggest thing I have is my brand new, well, I, not brand new anymore, but it was brand new last year, 2020 Ram 2500 Tradesman Package truck. I love this truck. It's awesome. It came with a very hefty uh, payment. But, you know, I bought it just before truck prices spiked. So, and all this mess and craziness with vehicles started. So, I bought it for all, all in. I bought it for just over 50 And I was happy with that. I mean, I wasn't happy with that. I wanted a used 2500 But, you know, last year there just was nothing available. And I had sold my 1500 uh what was outdoorsman my ram 1500 outdoorsman and so i needed a new truck or a truck and i could not find a a fairly good used 2500 anywhere i mean i was looking in wisconsin i was looking in um Boston. I was looking in Florida, Tennessee, Georgia. I was looking everywhere. I could not find a 2,500 truck that didn't have just a ton of miles on it or just looked like it'd been beat to crap. So I decided that I needed to pull the trigger and buy a new truck. Um, Again, that was not my first choice by any means. I wanted to buy a used truck because I didn't want the new truck payment. And so I bought the the Ram 2500 6.4 liter gasser and I bought a uh, Snow X or Snow EX snow plow to go with that. It's a V-blade uh, 8.6 blade, which is, it's a beast. And I really love the plow, man. I, that thing is awesome. It's really a good plow. Uh, but I lost my big commercial account this year uh, to a to a big, uh, what do they call it, property management company. So it is what it is. Uh, the, pre, the, the guy that owned the building sold it, and the new people that bought it uh, took it to a property management company. So it is what it is. You know, I, I wish, I wish that building all the best. I, I loved plowing that parking lot, but uh, I've got a few other smaller parking lots. And so it just is what it is. You know, uh, I don't really chase the snow plowing all that much. If I get it great, if I don't, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
I don't mind plowing driveways. I like the fast pace, you know, of plowing driveways. You know, I do the sidewalks and steps and stuff as well uh, with those driveways. So I like the fast pace. But, you know, it, it is what it is. The money is really in commercial. It, to be honest, the money is in commercial snow plowing. It is not in residential. You can make okay money with residential snow plowing, but, it, you know, if you don't have a lot of them, it's really not worth it. So I have a good bit of, of residential accounts. I'm going to really push to find some more of those this year. But, you know, it is what it is. It's easier to get residential for sure. But again, the money is in the commercial. But you really have, I mean, a lot of these commercial places uh, go with property management companies just because it takes all the the work off of the business back and puts it on the property management. So, and I don't really care to work with property management companies. They're always searching for the lowest price uh, provider out there. And so it, it, you know, that's not me. I'm not the lowest price guy. I, I want to, I want to do I want to get paid for the work that I do and I want to be paid fairly. I don't want to be paid, you know, peanuts for the work that I do, you know, having to carry all the insurance and stuff like that for snow plowing. I really need to be paid what I need to be paid. So it just is what it is. And I just keep moving on. Uh, the plow is now paid for. So, you know, I don't really need the snow accounts to pay for the plow, which is really nice. But I still have the truck and the truck payment, but I have my winter fund that covers that. That's all funded and ready to go. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm down a rabbit trail here. So I got the, the Ram 2500 with the Snow EX Snowplow V-Blade. I've also got a Snow EX uh, tailgate salter, which is really nice. I purchased that last year for the the big parking lot that I had, which now I don't have. So hopefully I'm going to get another parking lot about the same size or so that I can uh, salt. You still use a salter, but if I don't have a need for that this year, I'm going to sell it. Let's keep the money flowing in and out. You know, I don't need something sitting around that isn't going to make any money. And so I'll just do that. And then if I, if up the road, I get another account. I'll just buy a new Salter and, um, and I, I'll already have the harness. If I keep the harness, uh, in the truck, I probably will keep it just because, and then I can just hook it up and go. I don't have to mess with trying to get the thing wired again and things like that. So, uh, you know, that's always a possibility, but you know, I have the truck, I have the Salter and I have the plow. So we are set up for snow. Uh, I, my Salter actually has a swing arm. I ordered the swing arm, uh, last year so that I can swing the Salter out and get my, uh, snowblower out of the back, which is really nice. Now this year, if I don't have any commercial accounts that need to be salted, um, I'm actually going to get a like a rack for the back of the truck that just goes in the hitch. And I'm going to just mount the snowblower there instead of putting it in the back of the truck. So I don't have to open and close the truck tailgate all the time and lift up the snowblower. Um, I'm getting older and things get sore. So trying to save my body as much as possible and just save time, which, you know, we can save time that way because 
sometimes I bring my son out with me and it'd be much easier for him to just drop a little gate and wheel the thing off and go. So, you know, those are possibilities. So that's the biggest thing that I've got right now is the Ram 2500. And I have the snowplow and the, the Salter, which is awesome. I, I love the truck. Um, but if I get the opportunity uh, to turn around and sell that truck and buy a used 2500, I may just do that. Because, I, you know, as I've said before on this podcast, my wife and I are trying desperately to get out of debt. We're getting there slowly. Uh, we have an RV. We're trying to pay that off right now. The RV and the truck are our only two consumer debts. We have our house payment, but that's not really a consumer debt. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, you know, it is what it is. But uh, we're trying to get those things paid off. So right now the focus is on the camper. All our extra money is going towards the camper. And then once that's done, then all of my business extra money will be flopped onto the truck. Um, and then our household income, which includes my paycheck, my wife's paycheck, then we will start saving an emergency fund. So uh, it's we're, I'm not going to use the family money to pay off the business truck. I'm not going to do that. We're just going to use the business funds to do that, obviously, and, and just, you know, try to to work through that and plow through that truck payment reduce the amount of years that i have that payment by hopefully two if i can um the loan was five years so if i can reduce that i would love to do that pay it off in three instead of five just is what it is guys so on to the next thing the next biggest thing that i have is probably my trailer i have a Doolittle trailer which Guys, I'm going to be honest. I have a love-hate relationship with this trailer. It's not the best manufactured trailer in the industry, but it's okay. It hasn't given me many problems at all. Uh, the only issue that I've really had is um, some wiring things. When I first bought it, one of the tail lights was uh, wired improperly. It has LED marker lights on the side of the trailer. And um, the marker light and the brake light were actually switched. Those two wires were switched. So the marker light was actually the brake light, and the brake light was actually the marker light. So I had to go in, and it took me a while to figure this out. And I went in and finally figured it out and rewired it, and it's been fine ever since. Um, so it's been good. It's, it's a single axle, which is fine for me. I don't carry a ton of weight on the trailer, which is, is good. Um, when I do mulch or anything like that, I have it delivered. I just, you know, it's $50 to have mulch delivered where I'm at. So it's fairly cheap. And I charge that to the customer and they don't have a problem with that at all. And so it, I don't, I don't, throw stone or mulch on this trailer at all i just wouldn't trust it it's a single axle i don't want to overload it so uh, the mesh on the back gate the welds broke on that uh, several years ago now the only welds that held were the top welds and the bottom welds uh, the side welds those all broke I tried, I bought a little teeny tiny welder, tried to weld them myself, ended up melting some of the the steel. That, that mesh steel is really soft, and so I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't really 
get a good weld on it. And I had no idea what I was doing with welding either. So um, I finally just drilled some holes, bolted, bolt, put some bolts through the mesh with big fat washers on both sides and did it that way. It's held up fine ever since. No, no problems there. Um, and it's, it's held up fine with that. So there was a problem with the boards that they built this trailer with on the floor. One of the middle boards was way too short, but you couldn't tell when I bought it because it, I bought it late winter or early spring and the, the wood, you know, it's treated wood on there and they were all swollen up. So the board fit where it was supposed to fit at the time. But in the summer when it dried out, that board shrunk just like all that wood does. And it wasn't long enough to stay under the lip in the front. And so this board was just flopping there. And so we had to put some like a metal shim in there to hold that down and hold it in place. That's really the only other issue. Um, the tires that came with the trailer, I had to replace those uh, last year. Um, last year, I took the, I did redid the whole trailer pretty much as far as I, it had some rust spots on it and things like that. So I, I ground those all down. I sanded it all down and I used a Rust-Oleum, uh, like a bed liner spray type stuff in cans and just coated the whole trailer with that. And that, it looked really nice when I was done. Beautiful black, uh, black paint. It was just, it was awesome. I bought new tires and rims for it and those tires are holding up great. So I, 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 I love it. I love, I love the look of the trailer now. It does have some, some, uh, stone spots and things like that where stones have popped up and hit the, the trailer and chipped the paint or whatever, but it's, it's cool and it really works out good. So, um, Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. People are coming in and out of the house. I'm back on the back porch studio. People are coming in and out of the house, and they're just distracting me. My youngest just came out with big alligator tears running down his face. So it is what it is. You know, you guys know how it is. Oh, here comes another one. Here comes another big turd coming out the door. Good grief. All right. So uh, another thing with the trailer is I have... Uh, uh, not a green touch. What am I saying? I have an equipment, equipment defender blower rack, and I have a, uh, jungle gyms, two spot trimmer rack. So those are the racks that I have on the trailer. I'm actually thinking about buying a three spot trimmer rack because I bring my son with me and he has his own trimmer that he uses. It's a little bit lighter. And so, uh, he wants, you know, we need to get that out of the truck and onto the trailer. So we're probably going to get a three spot trimmer rack here, but I painted all those black and, uh, boy, man, the trailer just really looks sweet. Um, I really like the jumble jumble, the jungle gym trimmer racks. I like the way they lock. Now they don't individually lock. Uh, it's just got this steel bar that you just flip and you stick a padlock through it and it's good enough for me. Um, I've never had any trouble with it at all. I know a lot of people think they're cheap and chintzy, but they have held up great for me. I did buy the jungle Dream 
Jungle Gym blower rack, and I did not like the blower rack because the Jungle Gym blower rack just holds the blower by the, the top handle of the blower. I did not like that, and it was very thin metal, and um, it didn't hold up too well. So I got rid of that. The Equipment Defender blower rack is much better because it sits on like a platform type thing in a cradle, and uh, it's just held in there much better, much higher quality, much thicker steel, things like that. So I do like the Equipment Defender blower rack. It, it's pretty sweet. But the, for what they are, Jungle Gym trimmer racks are awesome. I would recommend them to anybody looking to get uh, some inexpensive uh, trimmer racks. So that's the only racks that I have on the trailer. Uh, and that's basically it for the trailer. Uh, let's move on now to my biggest mower. And that is a Toro Multiforce. Uh, that's a 52-inch deck. I don't have any of the attachments that go with the Multiforce. I just don't need them. Uh, the one attachment that I would like to get uh, would be the aerator. I would really like the aerator attachment. Um, I don't get hardly any requests for dethatching, uh, so I don't really need that. But the the aerator would be really nice to have for that. But I don't have the hydraulics on the multi-force either so basically for me it's just a mower when i bought it it was a first generation uh, multi-force soon after they came out uh, a deal my dealer did a an open house and they brought one in for the open house and it basically just sat there for a month and a half and nobody wanted to buy it so i bought it for like nine grand and now you can't buy one for less than 14 I believe. So it's a really good mower. It's basically a grandstand. I am having a little issue with the mowing deck right now. With uh, The belt is loose or something. The deck wobbles kind of from side to side. I've tried leveling the deck and things like that. I don't really know what's wrong. I'm guessing because I'm, I have a Catch Pro bagger, if I use that bagger, I'm guessing that that probably puts the deck out of level or something, and that's why it's not it's not uh, acting properly. It takes my blades quite a long time to engage, and so I, I don't know exactly what's going on with that right now. I still have to figure that out. Uh, maybe I'll have to take it into the dealer, but... My dealer is not great with maintenance. They are not. Uh, they are usually out six to eight weeks. So for me to take a mower in there, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I'm not going to leave my mower someplace for six to eight weeks, especially my money-making mower. You know, I'm not going to do that. So, <clears throat> so, you know, that just is what it is. I love the, the multi-force. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's a great idea. I love the attachments idea. Uh, I do think the hydraulics are a little outrageous for it. I also think the cost of the implements is quite outrageous, especially for the aerator um, and the dethatcher. You know, oh man, excuse me. My allergies are kicking up. So, uh, you know, it, I think the prices for those are a little outrageous. So I try to go a different route. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. So next mower that I have is a Gravely 
ZTX42. And that is a residential mower. It's got a fabricated deck and it's, it's pretty good. I don't mind it. Um, I wasn't super impressed with the cut quality when I first bought it, uh, but it's grown on me. Sometimes you have to double cut with it, but because it'll leave some straggle, stragglers every now and again. But the reason I bought this mower is to get into small gated backyards, and it works great for that. Uh, it saves me not ha- to not having to push mow a lot of these backyards, and so I, it's great for that. It cost me four thousand bucks, and I've had it for two years now. I think I think two years. And it's still got less than 100 hours on it. So it doesn't get used a whole lot. It gets, it's gets it been getting used a little bit more this year because of my son. My son uh, typically uses that mower to mow. He, it, You know, if, if we have a backyard, we work together. He mows the backyard, I mow the front, and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's gotten a little bit more hours. It's not a bad mower. It, it's pretty good. It's one of the only 42-inch deck mowers that has three blades instead of just two. And that's the real reason that I bought it. I used to have a Hustler 42, Hustler Raptor SD 42-inch deck, and it only had two blades underneath. And it left a teeny tiny little strip of grass right down the middle when you mowed and so you had to constantly double cut so i wasn't i wasn't a fan of that but um this mower seems to do much better so i i'm not a huge fan of gravely but uh this mower i will say it cuts better than the the gravely pro stance 52 for sure without a doubt no question it cuts way better than the pro stance 52 um much better so uh, <laughs> if you guys would go to my YouTube channel, look up Gravely Pro Stance, you will hear my explanation of why I don't really care for Gravely or the Gravely Pro Stance. So uh, moving on, I for a push mower, that's my next mower, uh, I use the Toro Time Master 30-inch mower. Uh, don't have a whole lot to say on this because I just did an episode not too long ago on the Toro Time Master. I think it's the best push mower for any business. I really do. Uh, whether you've got a big company, a small company, um, I really think that it is probably the best push mower on the market, wide area push mower on the market, uh, cost versus, you know, versatility and things like that. It is, in my opinion, the best push mower on the market. So I've looked at others. I've wanted to buy others. And then I realized that the others that I wanted to buy were super heavy and just bulky and weren't, weren't really weren't any better than the Toro Time Master. So I have just stuck with the Time Master. All right. Now I on to the handheld equipment. So I've got a bunch of blowers. I've got a Echo 8010. I've got a Echo 770. I've got an Echo 580. And then I have a handheld uh, Echo blower as well. Um, so right now I'm using my Echo 770 for my daily use. Uh, I used my Echo uh, 1080, I think is what it's called, um, 
I used that all last year and it worked pretty good. However, it's got some carb issues going on. Um, it takes a long time to warm up and get running well. So to save time on each lawn, I switched this year to my 770. That saves a lot of time. You can, all you have to do is the first lawn, you choke it, you prime it, two pulls, it starts right up, barely any time to warm up at all, and you're on off to the races. After that, you don't have to prime it and you don't have to choke it. You pull that thing and it'll start. So I, I am a huge fan of the Echo 770. I think it's a great blower. I think it does what you need it to do. Um, it's a little underpowered for leaves compared to the 1080, of course. But for goodness sake, it will work if 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 you uh, want to go that route. Um, and it's great for blowing off sidewalks and stuff. Very handy blower. Uh, the 580, that was my first backpack blower. And it works great, too. Um, and it's great for sidewalks and stuff. A little underpowered. Uh, I want to move a little faster than that. So I bought a couple of years back, I bought the 770. Then when I, I was with the Echo Means Business User Advisory Group, um, they sent me the Echo 8010. There we go. Not the 1080, the 8010. And, um, and I've been, you know, using that and things like that. Did a couple videos on it. Uh, you can check those videos out uh, at the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel. So uh, that's it for the blowers, really. Uh, let's move on to the trimmers. This year, I stepped up to the Echo um, SRM 2620. So I bought a 2620 this year. Uh, I've had a lot of SRM 225s, not a lot, three, I believe. I've had the PAS 25 or 2225, sorry, I'm getting all tongue-tied here, um, which was a great a great multi-use tool. Um, I used that for like three, four years. I loved it. That thing did all my edging, did all my shrub trimming for a while. It's a great machine. I, if you want to be, if you want to stay low end, not high cost, go with that machine. It'll work great. Um, last year I bought a brand new SRM 225 from Home Depot and right off the rack, it started leaking oil. And so I, this year I was using it the beginning of the year and I ruined all my new work shirts and got oil spots on the back and stuff. And I was just super mad about that. The trimmer still works just fine. It just leaks oil like a sieve. And so I don't know if the mixture is too rich for the 225. I don't think so, but maybe maybe you're not supposed to use the Red Armor oil in the 225s. I really don't know, but I run the Red Armor oil, and so it just leaks oil like crazy. So I'm not going to have different mixes for different pieces of equipment. I'm just not going to do that. So I went out and bought the 2620, and it's been flawless. It's been working great. I also bought a Darwin's grip for it. Um, my back had been hurting this spring just from bending over and things like that. And I got to tell you guys, I am a huge fan of the Darwin's grip. I'm only 5'10", but you find yourself leaning over and, and really straining your back. And that Darwin's grip really helps to put your body in the right position. 
I'm not sponsored by Darwin's Grip or by Ballard Pro or anything like that, but, um, you know, it's a great little tool that you can use to save your body, to save your back. Um, you got to do, you know, as you keep getting older in this industry, you got to do the little things to really save your body so you can keep working longer. Cause I mean, I've been really, I've had days, nights when I have not been able to sleep because my back just hurts so bad. So it's really super important to get good ergonomic equipment, um, especially as you get older in this industry, because you can really tear up your body. Um, so I've got that. And then, uh, like I said, my son runs an SRM 225. We, this year I also experimented with taking the guards off the trimmers and I love that too. That's an awesome thing to do. Uh, I never realized how, how beautiful having the guard off of there was the the end is lighter it's more nimble it feels like you can see what you're doing better you can let out a little bit more string now i don't recommend letting out two feet of string but you know you can let out a little bit more string evens things out a little bit it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing so i would recommend taking taking your uh, guards off your trimmers. Yes, it does void the warranty. So you, you, uh, if you want a warranty, you're going to want to keep that trimmer on. Um, let's see. We got those two things. I have the tread hedge trimmer attachment, the articulating hedge tr trimmer attachment for my SRM 2620, uh, or my PAS 2620. I've had that for a number of years but I never really used it as a trimmer. I thought it was too heavy. So I used it for all my edging once I got rid of the PAS 225. So um, it works great. It's it's an amazing tool. I love it. It, it works awesome. I've got an echo hedge trimmer. I don't remember what it is now, but it's 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 awesome. It's really good. The vibration is not nearly as much as the steel hedge trimmer that I have. Um, I do have a steel hedge trimmer. Uh, both they both are motorized. They're not battery, um, and I I despise the steel hedge trimmer. The thing is hard to start. It's hard to keep going. It, it, it's just a piece of junk. I mean, it it really is. I you know. I, I have not been impressed with steel equipment. I'll just say that. So, um, moving on. Uh, that about wraps up the equipment, I think. Um, I have a few other little things that I want to tell you about. So, I have a load handler for the back of my truck. It's basically a tarp on a roller that you lay in the back of your truck. And it kind of makes your truck into a dump truck in a way, not really. But um, I, it's one of those things you get from Harbor Freight. And I got that a couple of years ago. And I got to tell you, this thing, for 60 bucks, you can buy the, the cheap version of it at Harbor Freight Tools. And it saves so much time when you're when you have to haul away sticks and we have a lot of old trees here in my area where i work and so there's constantly branches falling down and stuff like that and it is great to just back up to a pile crank those those branches out of the back of the truck and and you're done 
I used to have to unload it by hand. What a pain. And it's so much cleaner. It does not handle dirt well. Uh, it might handle mulch okay, but dirt is far too heavy. It won't move it. Uh, it's just too much for it. So it can't do that, but it's great for sticks or light dirt. Like if you're, if you just cleaned up an edge, you cut a new edge on a sidewalk and you have all that dirt that, that you throw in the back. Um, it'll handle that, but, uh, it's great for sticks. I mean, it's beautiful. You can't beat it for 60 bucks. I, I don't know what I did without this thing. It's just a, it's a lifesaver and a time saver too. It's really awesome. So uh, what I do is I, I have a pile here at home and we just burn them per periodically throughout the year, uh, all the little sticks and stuff. So um, that's awesome. Um, what else? That's about it for the equipment setup, guys. I can't think of anything else that I have that, uh, really saves any time. Uh, I have a wheelbarrow, but you guys don't need to know about that. So I guess that wraps up my equipment setup, guys. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you would, head over to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review or Spotify, leave a star rating. Communicate with me, guys. Let's talk back and forth let me know what your setup is. You can send me an email at lansinglawnservice at gmail.com or you can send me, send me an instant message, an instant message on Facebook uh, at Aaron Sutter. And I would be, I would just love to communicate back and forth with you. A couple of guys like Tony Rudolph, he communicates with me quite often. Uh, we're kind of buddies and, and uh, you know, it, that's cool. That's a great relationship. Um, Tony's a great guy. Um, he has a really wonderful family um, and just just an all-around great guy, runs a great business. He's solo as well, so um, just a great guy to be able to talk to about struggles and things like that that I'm having as a solo operator because he's been doing the business longer than I have, and um, you know he's basically seen it all. So yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye for now.